0: "'Croak, croak, croak,' was all her son could say for himself. So the toad took up the elegant little bed and swam away with it, leaving Tiny all alone on the green leaf where she sat and wept. She could not bear to think of living with the old toad and having her ugly son for a husband. The little fishes who swam about in the water beneath had seen the toad and heard what she said, so they lifted their heads above the water to look at the little maiden.' As soon as they caught sight of her, they thought she was very pretty, and it made them very sorry to think that she must go and live with the ugly toads. No, it must never be. So they assembled together in the water, round the green stalk which held the leaf on which the little maiden stood, and gnawed it away at the root with their teeth. Then the leaf floated down the stream, carrying Tiny far away out of reach of land. Tiny sailed past many towns, and the little birds in the bushes saw her and sang... "'What a lovely creature!' "'So the leaf swam away with her father and father "'till it brought her to other lands. "'A graceful little white butterfly constantly fluttered round her "'and at last alighted on the leaf. Tiny pleased him, and she was glad of it, "'for now the toad could not possibly reach her, "'and the country through which she sailed was beautiful, "'and the sun shone upon the water till it glittered like liquid gold.' She took off her girdle and tied one end of it round the butterfly and the other end of the ribbon she fastened to the leaf, which now glided on much faster than ever, taking Little Tiny with it as she stood. Presently, a large cockchafer flew by. The moment he caught sight of her, he seized her round her delicate waist with his claws and flew with her into a tree. The green leaf floated away on the brook and the butterfly flew with it, for he was fastened to it and could not get away. Oh, how frightened little Tiny felt when the cockchafer flew with her to the tree, but especially she was sorry for the beautiful white butterfly which she had fastened to the leaf, for if he could not free himself, he would die of hunger. But the cockchafer did not trouble himself at all about the matter. He seated himself by her side on a large green leaf, gave her some honey from the flowers to eat, and told her she was very pretty, though not in the least like a cockchafer. After a time, all the cockchafers turned up their feelers and said, "'She has only two legs. How ugly that looks!' "'She has no feelers,' said another. "'Her waist is quite slim. Pugh, she is like a human being.' "'Oh, she is ugly,' said all the lady cockchafers, "'although Tiny was very pretty. "'Then the cockchafer who had run away with her "'believed all the others when they said she was ugly "'and would have nothing more to say to her "'and told her she might go where she liked.' Then he flew down with her from the tree and placed her on a daisy, and she wept as she thought that she was so ugly that even the cockchafers would not have nothing to say to her. And all the while she was really the loveliest creature that one could imagine, and as tender and delicate as a beautiful rose leaf. During the whole summer, poor little Tiny lived quite alone in the wide forest. She wove herself a bed with blades of grass and hung it up under a broad leaf to protect herself from the rain. She sucked the honey from the flowers for food, and drank the dew from their leaves every morning. So passed away the summer and the autumn, and then came the winter, the long, cold winter. All the birds who had sung to her so sweetly were flown away, and the trees and the flowers had withered. The large clover leaf under the shelter of which she had lived was now rolled together and shriveled up. Nothing remained but a yellow, withered stalk. She felt dreadfully cold, for her clothes were torn, and she was herself so frail and delicate that poor little Tiny was nearly frozen to death. It began to snow too, and the snowflakes as they fell upon her were like a whole shovelful falling upon one of us, for we are tall, but she was only an inch high. Then she wrapped herself up in a dry leaf, but it cracked in the middle and could not keep her warm, and she shivered with cold. Near the wood in which she had been living lay a cornfield, But the corn had been cut a long time. Nothing remained but the bare dry stubble standing up out of the frozen ground. It was to her like struggling through a large wood. Oh, how she shivered with the cold. She came at last to the door of a field mouse, who had a little den under the corn stubble. There dwelt the field mouse in warmth and comfort, with a whole room full of corn, a kitchen and a beautiful dining room. Poor little Tiny stood before the door just like a little beggar girl and begged for a small piece of barleycorn for she had been without a morsel to eat for two days. "You poor little creature," said the field mouse, who was really a good old field mouse. "Come into my warm room and dine with me." She was very pleased with Tiny, so she said, "You are quite welcome to stay with me all the winter if you like, but you must keep my rooms clean and neat and tell me st-